All right. Well, welcome, everyone. As we've kind of, if you've just jumped, just joined us, um, I am James Parkinson. I host the A-League Show, which is a podcast about the A-League, uh, Australia's top professional soccer league. And uh, joining me is Adam Ryan. Adam, welcome. G'day, James. How are you, mate? Doing very well. Uh, obviously, we are live and uh, my mouse, the batteries in my mouse have just broken. So, that's the worst timing, but uh, we'll push on. It's okay. Um, so, today we are talking about the Power of Sports podcast. Both of us host uh, sports shows and have been doing so for a while. Um, so we're going to delve into a little bit about the power of sports shows and, and the way you can connect with audiences and our experiences in doing that because um, those shows are very unique. The sports sphere is uh, is very unique in terms of podcasting and um, and digital content in general. So that's what we're going to delve into today. But before we do that, uh, we do have to get into uh, our sponsors today. We need to thank them. And I'm just having some computer issues. Bear with me. Uh, we do need to thank uh, our platinum sponsor, Podcasters Paradise, uh, our gold sponsors, Appendipity and Spreaker, and our silver sponsors, Simple Podcast Press, Ringer and Scatter Radio. Without the support, International Podcast Day would not be possible. Uh, so you can find out all the information and uh, special discount codes for these as well on internationalpodcastday.com slash slash supporters. Uh, so let's get into uh, our chat today, Adam. And uh, I want to kind of start by uh, categorizing podcasts in, in two different ways. Um, you've got your your timely-based news-based shows um, that are generally either on a weekly, sometimes even daily um, basis. And then you've got your kind of evergreen content. Now, that can apply to lots of different uh, categories of podcasts. But for sports, that's probably the most common uh, aspects that we that we see in sports podcasts. Um, and you and I, Adam, host uh, two shows that are covering those different areas. So I guess for you, Adam, um, it's, it's, it's all about um, building that content that people can come back to at any time. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, thanks again for having me on this. I'm really excited to be able to chat about this no today. Um, yeah, my podcast is Particularly, well, it's called In All Airness, and that's in reference to Michael Jordan. Uh, that's my favorite area of interest is the NBA, American basketball back in the 1980s and 1990s. So that's uh, where I sort of focus. And a majority, if not all, of my podcast episodes are evergreen because I either have conversations with former players who took part in the NBA back at that stage, or I also do some topic-based episodes with some friends of mine. So we have a sort of rotating cast of characters that come in and we just talk about old-school basketball. So no matter when a listener may stumble upon the podcast, then they've got a whole archive they can access, which is pretty much evergreen content. So that's the majority of what my podcast is. We occasionally will put out, I think I've done one or two current day events and more timely ones, but almost all episodes without exception are evergreen. Yeah, and, and that kind of content as well, it's you know, it's more valuable, I think, in a way. That's not to take anything away from from news based shows. And again, I, I host one of those. Um, but that value is gonna be there, you know, for as long as you keep those episodes up, which is, you know, basically forever on the internet. So um, you know, the the value is, is always there and people coming to to discover your show is obviously gonna be um a value thing as well because if they just come in halfway through, you've been going for a couple of years they can always go back and listen to previous episodes and there's no, um, you know, they're not going to miss out on anything. It's They can go back anytime and it's all it's all relevant. So something like that um, 
is is a great way to to get into sports podcasts if that's you know what you're looking to do. Um, but with the the timely based content as well, uh, and I'm just going to talk about some of the, the upsides of, of sports podcasts. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a big sports fan as you are, Adam, and uh, you know, being sports fans and I guess podcast junkies combining those two. Um, that's really, you know, that's the best thing ever, isn't it? So, um, it is. combining those two, those two passions is, um, is a great way. And if, you know, if you are looking to get into, into podcasts, then you want to be passionate about what you're doing. And the best thing about sports is that, you know, most, uh, sports fans these days are pretty, you know, uh, digital savvy, tech savvy. Um, they're used to consuming content, um, on, on a regular basis, via apps and all those sorts of things. So um, a podcast for most people isn't too much of a stretch. Um, and I guess sports fans are always hungry for more content. Uh, we see that, you know, so often these days. And I guess the the thing about that is special about sports is that there's already inbuilt communities there that are extremely passionate about their team, about their league or their sport or whatnot. So, um, you know, if you want people who are going to be you know, hungry for content and ready to consume it, um, then sports is is a natural area to, to delve into. Yeah, well, I'm a content creator as well, but of, of course, I love to discover new podcasts as well. Big sports fan, as you mentioned, as we as we both are, of course. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this right now. But I do scour through and try and find new podcasts to come across in the sports genre. So I'm always searching to see what's out there as well, whether or not it is timely content or I go back and look for some of the evergreen stuff as well. So there's a whole plethora of things. It's just a matter of trying to get discovered and uh, also uh, discover new shows yourself. And uh, I'm a big fan of trying to do that myself too. Hmm. And the special thing again about sports podcasts is that you know, they have the ability to, to really tap into people's passion um, and particularly for your show, like nostalgia as well. You know, people listening to, to your show um, that are a fan of, of old school basketball, you know, they're going to listen to shows and gonna, it's going to take them back, you know, to those memories of those games and those moments and, and people love that. You know, that's what documentaries are all, all about and you can do the same, you know, with, with podcasts and it's that content that you can um, just consume so easily and people really get a kick out of um, of hearing that stuff and, you know, hearing from uh, players, you know, especially former players. And I've done a couple of interviews uh, on my show and you don't always hear from them after they've exited the game, you know. Um, they, they tend to kind of fade away some of them into the into the background. So if you can get a hold of some of those people, um, you know, that's going to be valuable content as well. Yeah, and I think a bit later on in the chat, we'll probably be talking a bit about how we try and interview, uh, arrange our interviews with people and how we go about sourcing those sort of things. So we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, I'm a, a huge lover of nostalgia. So anytime I have a chance to, to speak with former players from the era of the particular sport that I'm a, really obsessed with, uh, it's just fantastic. I can't get enough of it. It's a little bit nervy before you actually get going. Uh, but yes. once you get into the conversation, uh, you just sort of forget about that and you just really enjoy it. And and one of the reasons why my podcast even began in the first place, I couldn't really find anything to listen to that is what I actually wanted to hear. I'm a big old school basketball fan. You'd occasionally hear some good interviews from guys like Bill Simmons, the sports guy, uh, and he'd have some former players on from time to time, but not very often. And I couldn't really find any other shows that were chatting with former players. So I thought... Well, I love listening to podcasts. Why don't I just try and start one and see what happens? And it's been almost three years now, and I think it's pretty much the same amount of time for yourself as well, James. So uh, yeah. the time certainly flies by, and it's a very entertaining 
pastime and, and hobby and slash hopefully going into the future becomes even more uh, important to, to both of us. I think so. And uh, we'll get into a bit more of that uh, later on. But um, the other category you can kind of satisfy, um, put podcast, sports podcasts into, um, you've got pro professional sports podcasts and, you know, your fan shows. So, um, you know, a lot of leagues and, uh, and teams and sports out there now do produce, uh, their own, their own shows. Um, I'm a big NFL fan myself and, um, obviously NFL media is a massive department. You know, they've got a, uh, their own 24 seven, uh, TV, uh, channel and stuff. So, um, they've also got uh, a big team there to do it, but, uh, some of the content they produce is just, uh, outstanding. And, um, you know, they know that, 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 um, that fans are hungry for more and they're, they're willing to offer it you know, in various different platforms. So the fact that they've, um, they do such a good job. Um, I, you know, I get a kick out of it. I love it. And, um, you know, you've got some, a lot of teams that, that have their own shows as well, um, which is good. And the benefits to that is that, you know, not every team, depending on, uh, what league or what country it's in or, or what sport, um, there's varying levels of, of media coverage for sports. So if you're like within Australia, uh, with the A league, you know, soccer here is, is growing and it's, it's, it's booming really, but, um, you know, despite, uh, some problems as well along the way, but, um, I guess overall it is, it is kind of on the up, but there are still areas, there are still pockets where they don't get enough media coverage or they don't get the right type of coverage. So what sports, um, shows can do for, for sports teams, I guess, um, is that they can, they can create their own show. If they can't book a spot on the local sports radio show, they can make their own show. And it's not only, um, creating content to, to push out to media and things like that. You're creating content for fans as well. Um, you're creating those insights. So, you know, there are quite a lot of teams in sports doing that, but I want to see more, particularly within Australia as well. Um, you know, there's, there's just not enough of it uh, as far as I'm concerned. So um, the more the better and giving those insights into um, into your into your team or your club or whatnot with, with your fans. That's what they want. They want to hear that kind of stuff. And yes, they can read articles. Yes, you can, you know, put up a few videos on YouTube and stuff. And that's not to take anything away from, from that type of content. But, um, as we all know, podcasting is very unique. Um, and it's, it's a way to, to engage directly, um, with, with your core audience. And, and a lot of people kind of get into the things that, that, you know, you don't get too many listens, and we can get more depth, we can get more videos, um, more views on our on our YouTube channel than we do with podcasting. That's not necessarily true, but what you do get with podcasting is people that are engaged. They're choosing to listen to you. They're putting you in their earbuds, you know, every week or however often, and you know, they're they're choosing to engage with that content. And the ones that do listen. They're your, they're, that's your core audience. They're your most passionate fans. They're the most engaged fans that that want more and then want to engage with the club. So um, I think if you're not doing, if teams aren't doing that, they're losing out. They're not engaging directly with fans. They're not putting a voice um, into you know into into the fans' ears um, and communicating with them that way. And it's not just, a, and that's the thing about podcasts as well. It's not just a one-way conversation. Um, you know, if you involve them uh, in in whatever show you're producing. Um, then they're going to get a kick out of that as well. So it's a way to engage. It's a way to communicate. Um, it's 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 everything. And I think um, I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, well, it allows these teams to be able to niche right down and cater to their most diehard fans, as you were saying. So yep. there's plenty of content to go around and people are usually seeking out and can't get enough information and enough details about their favourite sports teams. So 
it's only really in the best interest of the club itself, the team itself, the actual franchise, to try and make enough content that's uh, readily available to fans that want to soak it up. So there's definitely plenty more opportunities, uh, particularly for some of the sports uh, leagues here in Australia, uh, without doubt. But, of course, we're going to a global audience, so we can't just focus on that. No, we can't. But uh, there is, you know, plenty of examples worldwide of of, um, of teams and, uh, and and sports, you know, doing doing a great job at that. Um, but on the flip side, you've also got, you know, the fan podcasts. And the benefit of, of that is that, you know, you don't have anyone telling you what to do, what you can say. Obviously, often with teams, um, they're not going to criticize themselves and they're going to have a, a certain agenda they want to want to push, which is fine. Um, but the thing about sports fans is we want to have our say. We want to communicate uh, with with fellow fans. We want to hear what fans like ourselves are saying. Um, you know, sports is all about community. It's all about engaging with each other um, and bringing people together. And, you know, podcasting does that really well. Also, so that's that's a benefit of of um, having your own fan show is that you can get like um, like minded fans uh, to to engage with you and and like I said earlier, there's already an audience there. They're just waiting for that content to be created. I can guarantee you that there are a ton of sports teams out there that don't have a show at all. They don't have their own show produced by the team, and there isn't a fan show. So if you're a, a podcast fan and you're looking to start producing your own and you are a sports fan and you're thinking, hey, my team doesn't have one, you know, go for it. Jump in and you'll be surprised that fans like yourself, you know, are, are looking for that kind of content and are passionate enough about it, you know, to, to get involved. And that's exactly what both of us have been doing for the best part of the, the last three years. I just started my podcast because I saw an area that wasn't really being addressed that I was most interested in. So I went about it and started my own and I'm just a fan of the league in itself. So, uh, and that just sort of has grown from strength to strength and I've been able to get uh, some great relationships uh, fostered with some former players and people who are associated with the NBA. So I couldn't be happier with the way that things are progressing and, I've done nothing special on the way except just had commitment enough to be able to want to do this and and uh, make a difference and just add another show into the into the ether. And that's it. You you are kind of passionate enough to just jump in and um, let's get onto that that um, that topic again. Then um, about trying to arrange interviews and things. So you can have your your fan shows, um, you know, with just just your fans talking about you know your team or or whatever. Um, but if you want to kind of take it to, to another level. Um, you know, you can you can look to try and get players on, former players, current players. Um, you know, email your your team and, and ask. Um, obviously, at some levels, it's going to be very difficult. I imagine if you're say an NFL fan or an MLB fan, those big you know big teams, um, uh, they've already got so much coverage in the media, they may not give that attention uh, to the fans, which you know isn't isn't great, but it can be hard to get a hold of them. But um, you know, the all you have to do is ask. Um, I've had some some big name players on uh, on my show, um, namely uh, Harry Kuehl, who's a, a, a an Australian national former Australian national team player. He was the the biggest name I had, and I've had people ask me, "How did you get him?" I literally just tracked him down. Um, found an email. He has his own football academy now that he's retired. There was a media email on there. I sent off an email and asked, and I got a positive response back. And that's not going to happen every time. But, you know, if you are um, proactive about it and you are professional about it, and that's the other thing to this as well, if, is that if you set yourself up um, 
with a professional demeanor and you show that you mean business, um, you know, a lot of people say, what's a podcast? What's, what's this? What's that? So if you present yourself professionally, then people are going to respond to that. And, you know, with, with sports personalities and sports teams, they're used to dealing with the media all the time. So they're going to understand. Um, I mean, you can, you can lie to them, I guess, and say, look, it's a, it's an, it's a radio show or it's a, a radio show on the internet or whatever. But if you're honest and upfront and just say that, you know, I'm, Looking to interview this person or whatever, um, and and to see how it goes. That all you can do is ask, and all they can do is, you know, the worst they can do is say no. So I say go for it. Um, and and if you're if you're pursuing that kind of content uh, that no one else is doing, and you're covering a team that that doesn't get enough coverage, um, then I think you're going to find that people are going to find your content. Yep, agree wholeheartedly there, mate. And just harking back just for a moment to the previous topic we were chatting about with the fan podcasts, in the chat here I've noticed that Sports Guru Show has said an important thing too. You touched on it a little bit, but he's or he or she has elaborated a little bit further by saying being uncensored too is something else when podcasting for sports. It's so hard to stay censored when talking about sports on terrestrial radio. So that's some good points as well. There's a different perspective coming directly from the fan base rather than having to sort of uh, make it a bit softer and sound a bit more to toe the line, so to speak. But in terms of getting interviews for the podcast, um, most of my guests have just come about through having just reached out via social media or, as you said, finding an email address because almost all the players are former players in my case that I get in touch with. So they're usually doing other things. They're associated with other other areas as well. So you try and do your, do your due diligence and research a little bit, find an email address that might be the one to go with and just ask. You're not going to know unless you ask. So yep. that's a, a key point. And a majority of my interviews have actually come about this way. And then also another great way that's come a, come about, and you might be able to attest to this as well, James, is that you can actually use the strength of former guests who can then perhaps either recommend you or at least suggest other people that they played with or are familiar with as future guests on your show as well. That's worked quite well for me. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you get that networking happening, um, a few guests, that, a few players that I've interviewed have said, oh, you know, if you need anything else, um, just let me know or you want to get in contact with, you know, former teammates or whatnot. I haven't taken up on that, but the fact that they're open and honest with it um, with you is great. And once you sit down and have an open conversation with people um, like that, you will connect with them and they see that you're genuine. And, you know, if you can if you can meet with them in person, as I've done a couple of times, um, that's even better. But even just a phone conversation, um, you know, you, you do kind of you do get into that um, that realm. So, um, just uh, looking at a couple of comments here. I haven't been looking at the comments at all, but uh, we should address uh, some of these um, sports guru shows. It's always says it's always hard if you have an opinion that goes against the grain. Fans can go nuts. Um, yeah, so that is definitely um, part of it, and that's the, the best thing about it, uh, having your own show is that um, you can say what you like, and and uh, and as sports fans, you know, we love hanging out, having our say. That's what it's all about. That's very true. And I've just noticed in the little circles that appear at the top of the screen here on the Blab screen, I've noticed there's a couple of other sports podcasters that I'm familiar with. Uh, Nick Subling is uh, up there that I've seen, and he's yes. the uh, host of Inside the Jungle podcast, I think it's called. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Sorry if that's wrong. Uh, I saw Jason Bryant before uh, who was commenting about, and I know he's a big uh, wrestling fan as, as far I think he's called Matt Time or Short Time Podcast. I'm not sure. Sorry, I butchered his name short about the, the podcast. What is it? Sorry? Yeah. I think it's Short Time. 
from memory. There you go. So he has a whole slew of different uh, wrestling-related podcasts. Um, so, yeah, we've got some people who are part of this uh, chat at the moment here that uh, are doing very similar things to us as well, and they're doing all they can as well to help try and promote their name and get their name out there and get on the best guests possible, talk about the best topics possible, and just, yeah, following their passion like, like the two of us are. Yeah, mate, and uh, sorry, thanks, yes. mate. <laughs> um, the other aspect, I guess, of this is that you know, if you are, I guess, uh, covering a, a team that doesn't get a lot of exposure, um, you know, if you do it, do a good job, somewhere down the line, maybe the team will say, "Hey, we like what you're doing. Um, we might bring you on and um, you know have some coverage for the team." That that can definitely happen. Um, you know, if if you if you do things right and you kind of present that to to the team, then um, there's a there's a chance that they may um, you know want to bring you on, and those opportunities can um, can certainly come up. And we know that um, there are several uh, people that have that have gone on to to get their own uh, their own show or get paid for it. Um, one show that um, that I'm familiar with is uh, the Starters. I'm not a massive uh, basketball fan, but um, but those guys. Uh, I think there's one Australian in that team. In that uh, team, yeah. and then uh, there's Lee probably Ellis. a few Canadians. Yeah, so those guys um, just started, you know, one of their houses or something, and um, they've been on uh, NBA TV for a while. So they were spotted and thought, yeah, these guys are doing a doing a good job. Um, let's let's bring them on. So you know, those, those opportunities can open up if you are professional about it. Um, one of my favorite shows is uh, is Soccer Morning. If you're a, a soccer fan, then you might be familiar with that. Um, they're obviously based uh, in the US and uh, covering uh, worldwide soccer, but also um, you know heavily slanted uh, towards the US game. Um, and those guys, you know, they started doing a web show, um, and it's still a web show. Um, they do that daily, but um, now they're also on satellite radio on Sirius XM. So um, you know, Jason Davis there is doing that full time. Uh, as his job, and um, and he writes and stuff on the side and things as well. But you know, sticking with it is, I think, um, sticking with it and being professional. You know, it can pay off in the long run. Oh, for sure. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned the starters there because uh, that's one I'm very familiar with. They began as the Basketball Jones was the podcast name, and I think it was just right. two guys, uh, J. E. Skeets and Taz Malice, who were the beginning ones. And I know they might have had a couple of guys behind there behind the uh, microphones helping out as well. But that then branched into what has now become the starters on NBA TV. So those guys have done phenomenally well and, yeah, couldn't be happier for them. And they do have an Australian on there. As you mentioned, Lee Ellis uh, is the is the Aussie as well. And I think the other guys are mostly Canadian. So uh, Trey Kirby and a few others as well. So, um, yeah, they've achieved incredible success just coming from a very bare bones sort of podcast that was originally started, I think, yeah, in one of their houses. So, uh, incredible rise to where they are now. So, I want to ask you, Adam: Have you ever considered uh, starting a a new a news based uh, kind of show like that? That's that's kind of um, tied to or timely content, I guess. I've thought about it, and I occasionally, like during the NBA playoffs in two thousand and thirteen, I think I did a NBA playoff preview and that was more of the timely content which was the first time I'd strayed away from just having uh, the former players and topics about old school basketball on and, and it, it was quite a popular quite a well listened to episode in terms of my overall downloads um, but I haven't yet got to the point where I'll be looking into more timely stuff um, it's something that I've always looking at down the line thinking oh 
I'd love to do something like that if I had enough time. It's just trying to balance all the hours. And I think almost everybody that's listening to this at the moment or watching this will know that the amount of time that can be spent just putting out one episode per week or even a fortnight, there's so much real life things that happen around the side as well that unfortunately you have grand ambitions and they don't always get always get lived up to. But having said that, I've got a couple of ideas for some other special sort of episodes that I want to have for the podcast, but they're still mostly based in the old school basketball style of things and, and not too much to do with the timely stuff at this stage anyhow. How about yourself mm. as, as far as I, I think you're looking to branch out quite soon too, mate, with uh, a few plans you've got as well. I am. So I do have another show in production at the moment. Um, it is uh, it is a sports show. It's about soccer, but um, it's going to be uh, very much on the, uh, the uh, kind of content that is consumable at any time. It's going to be evergreen. So it will be um, stories about, about soccer or football, as we're, we're calling it with the show, as many do, around the world game. Um, so that show is um, very production heavy. Um, I've been producing it. Uh, well, it's been in production now for about a month, month and a half. But before that, um, I did a ton of research, listening, uh, reading, watching, just trying to get my head around how these guys produce, you know, some of these public radio shows and um, and how kind of storytelling works in the audio format. Um, it is very involved, um, but it's a whole new creative process for me and I'm loving doing it at the moment. Um, I've still got some way to go. Um, the aim is to get uh, three to probably four or five shows kind of uh, completed or close to being completed um, before we launch. Um, so then from then on, once it does launch, it'll probably be uh, a monthly based show. So um, each month you get a, a new episode. And uh, from then on, that'll give me kind of a bit of a head start um, to, to produce more shows on a, on a monthly basis because it is uh, very labor intensive, um, very production heavy. But as I said, a new creative process for me. And uh, I've always wanted to produce a show that, um, that does tap into evergreen content because um, the value, it, with, it holds its value um, over time. So um, that is something I'm looking into, into doing and, you know, really excited about this whole new process. It's very different. Um, when you're producing a weekly show, um, there's kind of that pressure to, to stay on top of, of, um, of current events and, and all the news. Um, you want to be watching the games, you want to be, um, taking it all in. Um, and then, you know, when I do weekly interviews and things with, uh, with journalists and stuff, you kind of got to be on top of everything. So, um, there's that weekly pressure, um, to, to, it's, you know, to be there every week and your fans are expecting, your listeners are expecting, um, that show, you know, in their, in their podcast feed. So, um, that is, that is, um, something that I still enjoy and still want to continue, but also, um, going into a new avenue with evergreen content, I think is highly valuable, valuable. And there's not enough of it, um, with sports these days. Um, so I guess it's something that you don't see too often with sports podcasts, but you know, I think more of that, um, will be, would be good. Um, I want to mention a couple of shows which I've, um, discovered recently this season. That's, that's from, uh, WNYC. So, um, it's about uh, a college football team and, uh, basically going through, um, their season week by week. It's a weekly show. Um, so I think the team, I can't remember the name of the team now, Columbia, I think. Um, they haven't won a game in like forever or something like that. It's been a long time. And uh, so they're, they're following along with the team uh, on a weekly basis. It's a documentary style show. It's really well produced, as you'd expect from WNYC. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really good. They've only done two or three episodes. So if you want to catch up, you can do that. Um, 
I guess you can avoid the the real life scores. That's the good thing as well. It's that's uh, they're producing it weekly, but it's staying um, relevant to to where the team is uh, now in in real life. So you can kind of follow along with that as well, which is really cool. Um, Another show, Browns cast. Um, I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, but um, Max uh, Linsky from uh, Longform Podcast has been hired by them to, to produce a show, which is um, an interview-based show, um, which is really good. Um, recommend that even if you're not a Browns fan. It's, uh, it is interesting um, giving an insight into um, into how a, how a team runs, uh, interviewing players, backroom staff, uh, coaches, all that kind of thing. So it's really cool. Um, and I think I'd love to see more of that from teams um, giving fans – that kind of intimate uh, insight into, uh, you know, how their team works. Yeah, well, that one you've mentioned called The Season, I'll be straight on that as soon as we finish our chat today. That sounds great. I'm not even yeah. a, a massive NFL fan or a football fan of over there, but I certainly love the podcast form where it does try and follow a particular team or following a season as you're talking about. So thanks for checking that out. And just having a look back up on the feed here of comments, Jason Bryant has a really good comment a uh, good question, I should say, that he's asked. And it's one that's always a bit of an interesting one in the podcast realm. He says, how do you guys explain the stats element of your shows to fans who might ask? Now, that's one mm. maybe to just to ponder as we sort of go forward in the next 20, 30 minutes. But I'd love anybody who's listening or watching as well to perhaps chime in as well if you have your own sports podcast particularly, but even just in general in relation to the numbers and stats element. How do you go about explaining it if someone asks? Thus far, I haven't really had anyone that's specifically asked me about download numbers and things, And uh, but it certainly it is always an area which is quite dicey depending on which way you want to go as far as how much some people don't want to reveal anything about their show. Other people are happy to reveal it and then there's some sort of medium between that as well. Yep. Um, well, I'm pretty upfront. I don't really care. Um, I average probably get about... Four to five hundred downloads per episode for the A League show. So mm-hmm. um, that's a weekly show. Um, sometimes I'll still see downloads on like a Sunday night or a Monday. I'm like, the weekend's gone. You're previewing a game that's already been played, but um, <laughs> it's always kind of weird. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of where mine sits. Um, uh, I know that is above average for most podcasts, uh, according to Libsyn. So um, you know, I'm pretty happy with those numbers. They've been consistent for the last you know two and a half years. Um, they kind of got to a point. Um, after we launched and they've kind of remained pretty steady and I'm happy with that. If you're retaining your, your audience and they're not kind of leaving you, that's a, that's always a good sign. That means you're doing something right. So, um, and you know, I obviously I always want to build on that, always want to get more fans listening. Um, but I guess with me, the, the soccer, um, soccer and the A League in general, um, while it's still, it's, you know, reasonably popular, it's still a bit of a niche. You know, how many, you've got so many fans, but how many of those fans listen to podcasts? You know, how many of them are going to find you, all that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I've had some some great interactions and it's not just the stats, it's the interaction you get from your audience. So I get people listening from from the USA, you know, a lot of uh, MLS fans um, who are interested in the A-League because it is a similar similar league um, and I'm interested in MLS as well. So um, there's a bit of a relationship there. So I still get, I get downloads from the US. Um, mostly from Australia, but um, and I'm sure there's a few expats in there as well. But um, it is that um, you try not to focus on on the downloads. You focus on on the engagement. And when you get fans, um, you know, tweeting you or whatnot, saying, "Oh, I love the show this week," or "I'm it's the off season. I'm missing you. When are you coming back?" Um, I'm doing a live show tonight, actually, which will be a live uh, roundtable style show, um, doing a bit of a preseason uh, chat. So um, I've had some people say, 
hey, you did that last year, you can do it again. So, um, you know, hearing that feedback, you know, that's that's everything to me. Yeah, and you touched on a good point about the interaction. Some people uh, are more focused on just the stats side of things, but I can't explain how great of a feeling it is just to hear from some person who's listened to your show, no matter where they are around the world, they've found it via whatever means it is, and yet you get an email out of nowhere or you get a tweet out of nowhere, um, you get a review added for your show, and then that's just fantastic. So I'm sure that everyone who has their own podcast would know that it's a, a, just a great feeling and it's hard to describe these people that are loyal listeners to your show and then they go above and beyond to actually let you know how they feel about it. So um, that's also an area which is definitely uh, underrated is the amount of interaction. So uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that too, Mike. Mm. Is there something out of in, in, in sports podcasts in particular that um, isn't being done that you would like to see, um, something where an area where um, things aren't being exploited that you could that th- that you'd like to see something uh, someone tap into? Um, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Like, there's you think that almost every sort of niche has been catered for. However, that's <laughs> just, just not that. the case. Yeah. Not the case. So you think, oh, all of a sudden this podcast pops up about something you'd think that no one would even listen to, but they have their own niche audience as well. So it's quite interesting the amount of the breadth of topics that people will chat about and have shows about. Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that uh, hasn't been done yet, but I'm sure there's plenty, but I'm looking to add a new wrinkle of sorts to the show that I'm doing. And it's going to be just with a a few special episodes here and there where I break down one particular game or one particular playoff series where I chat with someone who took part in that actual uh, contest and then do a little bit different, add a few little bits of music underneath and whatnot and, and just have a bit more of a narrative style rather than just a straight interview. So I think those sort of things in relation to the sports side of shows, they're not as prevalent as you'd get with your stock standard, dare I say, NPR-based sort of shows or serials and whatnot. So in terms of the sports side of things, as you mentioned with that show called The Season, are they doing something similar along those lines or is it more just straight interview-based or how does that sort of work? No, it's it's uh, it's very documentary-style-based. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Um, as you'd expect from from uh, you know public radio, um, you know I guess it's kind of kind of the serial of uh, of sports podcasts if you want to <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah. We've all heard of serial, uh, I'm sure, but um, oh, yeah. and you know, I, I I love audio doc- audio documentaries, um, whether it's mm-hmm. fiction or nonfiction. Um, I just lap it up. So um, I think yeah, that it is very um, documentary style and. Uh, and there's narration and 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 all that kind of thing. So um, and it's great, you know, they get out there on the field with the microphone and record training, and you hear all that kind of in the background. And they'll do one-on-one interviews as well, but um, it's all very much in the moment. And um, yeah, the the high quality that you expect um, from public radio. So um, it's a uh, it's a great show. I'm I'm loving it already, and it's only like three episodes in. So um, and that really inspires me as well with um, with the new show I'm working on, which I haven't even mentioned the title, which is called By Association. Um, there is a URL which we do have, but the website isn't even set up yet. We're kind of still probably a couple of months away from uh, from launching that, but um, that uh, that show inspires inspires me in my own work, and um, and I guess if you are looking to do uh, that kind of content, um, and you want you just want to jump in, then do your research. Um, I wasn't experienced with this kind of production at all. I mean, I'm 
um, experience with that, uh, with audio editing and stuff. And I kind of know what I'm doing there and I've done it, um, as a, as a job as well. Um, but the, the, the ways of actually kind of constructing a story in a documentary style, um, is, is very challenging. And, um, I'm kind of about of a quarter away, nearly halfway through, um, producing an episode at the moment. And, um, and I'm still kind of, tweaking things um there's some great videos on uh, on youtube with uh, ara glass talking about um uh audio storytelling and and he kind of he kind of puts it in in simple terms and he says look you you will you will go through um phases where stories won't work and things like that um and you have to kind of scrap or start again or um you'll do a draft and and it will sound good but then you're oh, i want to change this want to change that so um i'm looking to to do uh, a rough draft of of the first episode um then you know show it to some friends to listen to and see if they can you know follow the story and see how, how they react to it and and if it grabs them and it pulls them along and and they're they're well into the story then you know i'm doing something right and then things like music and things underneath only uh, enhance that even more so um it is a bit of a process but um you know it's a lot of fun as well Oh, it's great fun. But you touched on another key word there before in the word research. Did you want to just for a moment talk about some of the research that we may go into in terms of what our podcast episodes are? I'm more than happy to quickly chat about mine if you'd like. Go for it. Yeah, I just think it's really important that the people that choose to listen to your show, they, they can't accidentally hear your show. They discover your show and want to listen to it. So you want to make as good and first impression as possibly you can. So I love to make sure that I'm well-researched before I put an episode out. And if that's to my detriment in terms of my release schedule, then I'm willing to do that so that I don't just put out an episode for the sake of releasing it. So I love to be really well-researched in advance. And then also the guests that you're chatting with will then know that you've put in the work, you've actually gone above and beyond just what they could maybe expect from just a standard five or 10 minute radio chat that they're probably more comfortable with or have done a lot more of. But once they know that you've put in that effort, then they're sometimes more accommodating with their answers as well, or just with the amount of time they're willing to give you. So I think that the amount of research that you do can't be understated. It doesn't mean that you've got to read off an entire script of questions, but the conversation can go anywhere. And because you've done your research, then you're going to be coming across as knowledgeable and then you just try and get out of the way of the guests so that they can impart any of their knowledge, experiences or whatever it may have been. So I think that's really mm-hmm. crucial in terms of having a good podcast is something that I really enjoy on a good podcast is someone who's done their research. Well, I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about um, about being professional. Um, you know, if you're interviewing someone who, um, you know, being a sports person, they've probably dealt with the media, um, quite a lot, but, um, you want to, you want to put that front on and, and be professional about it. And, uh, and if you are, they're going to respond to it. Um, and they're going to understand, you know, where you're coming from. And if you're open and honest, then, um, they're going to get that. But, um, in terms of research, um, yeah, it, it's very important, whether it's a, a, a news-based show or, or, or an evergreen show, um, you've got to kind of know, what you're doing and what you're talking about, and you know that goes for for any any type of podcast. But I think you know sports fans, uh, we are very particular, and we kind of latch onto the details and things like that. Um, so you've kind of got to be across things. Um, I find it challenging myself, actually. A lot of the time, um, you know, I won't see I won't see games, or I'll miss half the games in a week, and I've got to go and, and read articles and and catch up on what's been happening, and kind of make sure I'm across everything, um, so I'm not saying something that's uh, you know that's incorrect or um, isn't um, 
isn't true. So, you know, you, you do have to be across all that, but, um, you know, that's, that's all um, part of the fun as well. And, um, you know, watching sports and, and talking about sports, you know, as sports fans, doesn't get much better than that. So um, it is a lot of hard work. I do a lot of preparation uh, for my show, which is generally half an hour to, to 40 minutes, sometimes a little bit shorter, um, mm-hmm. just depends, but um, sometimes even longer. But you do have to have to put in the work. And if you do the preparation, then, you know, your show is going to turn out better and, and people are going to um, engage with it more. So, um, yeah, preparation is key. And in terms of, I guess, a, just thinking about interviews and things um, with my show, it's, those kind of interviews are that I do with with journalists and and um, you know radio people and stuff weekly talking about um, current events and, and things like that around the league. Um, you know, I'll write I'll write those scripts out. Um, I'll write those scripts as I speak them. So that's a skill in itself. Um, but I'll I'll do that preparation and I'll make sure I'm I'm kind of covering everything. Um, but again there's always room to ad lib and kind of go off script. And if they say something interesting, you're going to, you know, you're going to um, point to that and, uh, and push them for, for that. Um, but uh, what I found actually recently um, with doing uh, this new show by association is that uh, my preparation for that is very different because, because the conversation that I'm having is going to be, is going to be edited quite heavily um, with music and all that. Those conversations are, are going to be chopped up quite a lot. So it doesn't really, it's not so much about me and I'm, uh, I'm narrating in the show and I will be, um, I'll be in there, you know, asking questions here and there if it fits within, within the show. But most of that audio is just, it's just them talking. So with that, that's a, that's a different skill in, in that I'm asking questions um, to get as much information out of that person as possible. So that is more of an interview Whereas what I do with a weekly show with the A-League show, it's, it's more of a discussion and, um, you know, it's more of just a, a chat. So when I'm looking to get a, a reporter or a, a journalist on to, to have a chat about, you know, what's happening that week around the league, um, you know, I'll have, I'll have structured questions and I'll have prepared um, things ready to go, but it's really just having a chat um, about the sport we love. So um, that's more open and more flexible. So two, two varying styles there. And, and I understand that most, most podcasters probably aren't doing, um, that kind of, um, you know, evergreen content. So it's not, it's not relevant, but, um, it really goes, it really depends on what, what you're kind of going for. If you're doing a, you know, kind of more of a radio style show kind of thing, it's, you want to, you want to be prepared, but you want to have a bit of, um, bit of looseness about it. Um, if you're doing a more of a, a documentary, um, storytelling show, then, you know, you want to be trying to get, details out of whoever you're interviewing and uh, i guess if it's just a, a conversation based show that's what it should be it should be a conversation um you want to have prepared an- uh, questions but you want it to be flowing like a conversation and again if you connect with people straight away and um you're just having a chat then you know, it's going to sound natural and and again just just be yourself and just um be prepared but but let the conversation flow yep uh, great points there all around mate can't uh, can't argue with any of those uh, and as far as this blab chat goes, um, are we d- – because when I actually joined at the beginning, there was a couple of other guys that were already in there, maybe just finishing off their previous topic. But do other are other sports podcasters able to perhaps join in briefly or how does that sort of work? Or is it just basically us chatting? How does, I'm not even too sure of the format, mate. Yeah, well, we can uh, we can add someone if uh, if they want to jump in. We've only got about five, uh, four or five minutes to go, I think. Uh, oh, okay, if my right clock here. is correct, um, so it might be 
a little bit too late. We probably should have Time, considered yeah. that earlier. But um, I guess we can address um, some more questions. I, I'm not really good at keeping an eye on uh, on the chat there. But um, I guess, uh, you know, ask 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 away. Uh, if you want to post in questions about uh, the shows we do or anything about sports podcasts, um, feel, free to, feel free to ask away. Um, let's not get awkward here, but um. <laughs> no. Well, what I was going to say, what, what, and while we're sort of looking to see if there's any questions coming up, um, we could perhaps chat about some of our favourite sporting podcasts that we both like to listen to, because uh, I'm sure there's a whole wide range. Although mine, mine's mostly focused on basketball, I must be honest, but uh, there are some other sports ones that I do enjoy listening to as well. So perhaps we could chat about that for a few minutes. Sure. Well, before we get to that, actually, uh, Jason Bryan asks, who is the Manchester United of Australian football? Uh, God, I hate that. I, I must say, I don't like that term because it gets, it gets thrown about uh, quite a lot. But, um, I guess the biggest club, uh, is Melbourne Victory, um, which is, which is my team here in Melbourne. So, um, they are, I guess, the, the benchmark and, um, the other team, which, well, Brisbane Roar is the other team. They've, uh, they've won, um, probably they've won equal amount of uh, of trophies uh, within in the A League, but they're actually in uh, in turmoil at the moment. They've got some ownership issues, so they've got the same amount of silverware, but um, but not the quite uh, not the quite same uh, amount of uh, fan base and um, and stability, I guess. Um, Sydney FC are the the other biggest club. Western Sydney um, are the other big team as well. They're they're only, they're only a couple of years old, but they just won the uh, Asian Champions League. Last year, which is a massive achievement. So uh, there you go with that one. And in terms of, because here in Australia, we have our own Australian Football League, which is different to the soccer side of things. And uh, you might have seen, I mean, there's some crazy guys that play that game. It's no padding whatsoever, as opposed to the NFL, where they've got helmets and all sorts of padding on. Here in Australia, the Australian Rules Football, uh, and- the Manchester United of Australian Rules Football. Could possibly be the Collingwood, Collingwood Magpies. Uh, perhaps they're one of the more yeah. either beloved by the Collingwood Army or otherwise hated. And then I guess a couple of the other big teams in Australian football, uh, Carlton, uh, Essendon, Hawthorne, I guess they're sort of some of the main ones that are – I'm probably going to get <laughs> – I'm leaving a few out past, but they're some of the main ones as far as the most popular slash hated teams in Australian rules football. Well, we've got uh, 10 minutes apparently, uh, so we've got plenty of time according to uh, the Podcast Day team. So uh, if I click this button here, uh, what does that do? No, that locks it. Is it open? Open seat. It's an open seat. So if someone wants to jump in, uh, I guess it's uh, first and best dress. If someone uh, wants to jump in and have a chat or pose a question or whatever, um, go for it, I guess. You can... um, can jump in right now if that's how it works i'm not that familiar with blood but um yeah i think you just click um, on join because the word join appeared down the bottom on the open yes. square the open seat that was available when i came in to start this chat so you literally click on join and then the host gets to accept i believe to get the person into the chat so sure well, well click join. here we go all right they dropped somebody. out again they jumped in and they jumped out <laughs> while we're waiting maybe for they're, maybe somebody they're getting to jump used in. to blood as well <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason um, Bryant has asked a question. He says one of his buddies who played basketball at ODU, I think that's Old Dominion University, I could be wrong, was from down under, Alex Lawton or Lawton from Perth. Uh, Aussie rules football is crazy fun to watch. Yep, I agree. It's uh, it's absolutely awesome sport, but they are crazy guys and deserve every cent they get paid. 
Um, haven't actually, oh, Lawton, there you go. Haven't actually heard of Alex, but uh, we've got quite a few good Aussies who have headed over to play basketball, either at the collegiate level or even in the NBA. And most notably, I guess, Andrew Bogut from the world champion Golden State Warriors. He was up against Matthew Dellavedova, who was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, yeah, that was pretty cool to see two Aussies going against each other on their respective teams too. Can I just say too that um, people need to calm down with the hype about Jared Hayne in the NFL, um, the uh, the former rugby league player now playing for the uh, the 49ers. Um, it's it's crazy. I can't even deal with it. Um, it's more it's more so from our end over here. I understand why American audiences um, might be wowed by someone you know new and different um, coming into coming to the league. And you know, to be honest, he's done pretty well. But I think in Australia, there's a lot of um, a lot of people thinking that he's going to be people who don't really follow NFL. And I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I've been following the league since I was probably 10 or 11 years old on and off. Um, and probably for the last, you know, six or seven years, um, they think, oh, he's going to be a superstar over there, you know, um, just because they're familiar with, you know, his exploits uh, in uh, in rugby league here. But um, he's not he's not quite there. I know he did play um, pretty well uh, yesterday, but um yeah, people need to calm down. He's not. He's going to do okay, and he's done all right so far for someone who's uh, playing a sport which is very new to him. But um, he's not going to be uh, any uh, any big superstar just yet. So relax, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's early days. Uh, he's yeah. only just getting into the start of his NFL career, and he did. He's done some great things. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it was in the preseason sort of games and. That's where he's made an impact. But when he gets to the real thing and you're starting to get into the middle of the NFL season, not that I know anything about NFL, but that's when the real test is going to come for him because he's going to be challenged by everybody that wants to take him down a peg or two. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I wish him the best. Yeah, well, Sports Guru Show says uh, not if he's on the 49ers. Um, yeah, they're not doing too well at the moment. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's that's how it is. I mean, he was never going to make, you know, uh, a bigger team. So... Can't see him uh, doing that well, but you know he's it's okay, it's okay. But um, I guess uh, we've got a few more minutes to go. But uh, anything uh, you want to ask me? Anything you want to uh, throw at me? The Surprise crowd or me. myself? Yourself or anyone? Uh, the seat is open still, so if someone wants to jump in, you can jump in for like a couple of minutes if you really want to. Um, but uh, I guess people are a little shy, but that's okay. Yeah, no, you're talking about your live show tonight. What's that yes. going to involve? I know you said it's a bit more of a low-key sort of thing and it's going to ease into a bit of pre-season discussion, but what mm-hmm. do you sort of anticipate there and uh, and how will that sort of interaction go? Well, you say low-key um, in that, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a laid-back discussion, but I think we're going to get pretty fired up uh, in the process. So uh, it's a live show for anyone in Australia. It'll be on uh, – we'll be live from 730 um, PM Eastern time, and um, that'll be on uh, on Mixler. So you can go over to aleagueshow.com slash live. Uh, that's the URL to to get straight to that. So um, yeah, we'll be talking preseason at the moment in the A League. Oh, we've got a. It's all right. Emilio is coming in. Yes, from Spain. Yes. Hello, sir. Hello, Emilio. Hello. Hello from Spain. Yes. It's just, How you doing, man? It's still dark in Spain. <laughs> still dark. <laughs> the well, it's nearly four o'clock uh, here in Australia, so um, <laughs> welcome aboard. Um, we'll be out of here in, in just, a, just a minute. Okay. Um, I was just talking about a live show I'm doing uh, tonight. So, um, yeah, that is 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be talking 
everything preseason, but uh, as I said, in the A League at the moment, there is um, a lot of lot of ha- issues going on. Uh, CBA negotiations are still happening. Um, there's clubs in uh, in ownership problems. Um, clubs not having enough, you know, money, enough funding. Um, there's fan issues. Uh, police are cracking down on on fans that. Um, you know, uh, it tends to rile people up. So there's a lot of issues that uh, that will be um, pretty fired up about. So it should be fun. It should be fun. It's only the second live show I've done uh, for the A-League show, but, um, you know, it can't be much worse than this being live on camera. And that's audio only. So, you know. <laughs> that's what I was more referring to when I said like, hey, I didn't mean to try and diminish <laughs> what you're doing. But, yeah, the fact that you won't be on camera is going to be probably uh, help with the uh, overall conversation, I guess. But, yeah, good to say that there's plenty of different topics that you'll be able to discuss tonight and uh, International Podcast Day the guys there have just messaged James to say can we make Emilio a co-host Are you? do you know how to do that? We can, we can, I'm going to do that right now. Beautiful. Sorry I, I got distracted but um, there we go Oh, I feel invested Does that work? By the power of podcasting <laughs> <laughs> Hmm and uh, what, is that working? can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and Emilio? What are you involved with doing? Well, I have a, a small podcast network, technology podcast uh, about Apple and about Apple and sometimes about Apple, I think. <laughs> uh, but, Let me guess, you're an Apple fan? Uh, yes, uh, an Apple <laughs> fanboy, of course. And then the, the network, the network uh, made large uh, last year with a meta podcast uh, called Promo Podcast. And with some podcasts about early TV shows as Lost and uh, Friends. And also my wife has a podcast in my network about uh, breastfeeding and and parenting. And uh, there there are some projects also for for this year. So we are very happy with with the audience and with the feedback. Very good. Sounds like you've got quite a wide a range of topics there on the network, so that's always handy. Awesome. Well, uh, you are now a co-host, I yeah. assume, if it works. Of course, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm checking it. I can edit the awesome. topic. So yeah. we can we can now bail out and uh, and this whole thing won't crash. Is that how it works? I, I think so. <laughs> yes, I think All right, I, well, I have the control of the of the room now. So you can go awesome. have a lunch, right? <laughs> lunch. It's uh, it's late afternoon. I might have a, a pick me up coffee or something like oh, that, and okay. uh, then start producing some more podcasts. So uh, thanks to everyone who uh, who listened and watched. Um, really appreciate it. Um, obviously, you can follow us on Twitter and keep uh, keep an eye on what we're doing. If you uh, if you liked what we're talking about here today, um, happy podcast day, everyone! Thank you, Adam, for joining me. It was a pleasure. Thanks very much, James, and I appreciate the opportunity as well. And happy podcast day to everybody else and good luck Emilio with your next part of the show thank you both good luck Emilio goodbye James and Adam see ya see ya see ya